Hello, and welcome back to the second ever episode of Price is Right Pod. I'm in an absolutely incredible mood today. I won both my fantasy football matchups over the weekend, so I'm going to not one, but two fantasy football championships. We had a great weekend in sports. NFL football was great. College football was great. Charlie Woods is taking over the golf world. College basketball is back. We're in the heat of it. The NBA starts tonight. And oh yeah, Christmas is this Friday. We just came off a great week of sports. We have another one coming up. I'm going to talk about all of that and more in this episode. By myself yet again, no guests. Let's do it. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. If I could take you up in paradise up above. If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love. What is up, guys? As I mentioned before the break, I am on top of the frickin' world right now. Yes, I meant to say frickin'. We don't cuss on this podcast, all right? There's some people that listen to this podcast that wouldn't want to hear me cursing, so I'm going to say frickin'. I'm on top of the frickin' world right now, and... That's because of fantasy football. I love fantasy football so much. It is the greatest thing that's ever happened on earth to anybody or anyone. I don't know what I would be doing if it wasn't a thing. I I just can't believe it. I can't believe I made it to two championships. I have two great stories about two incredible teams with so much heart and so much passion for the game. I'm going to tell them right now. All right, I'm in two leagues. Uh, One of them is my big league. The other one I I call the other league. Uh, The big league is a neighborhood league. I'm the commissioner of it. I started in eighth grade five years ago. I live in a cul-de-sac. You know, we got a nice knit group of people, nice knit group of guys. We're all friends. Everyone likes each other. Uh, I am the youngest in the league. There's only three teenagers in the league, including myself, bunch of adults, bunch of grown men. We just love football, love fantasy football. I started it five years ago, and as the commissioner, I've had back-to-back last-place finishes. Everyone knows fantasy football has last-place punishments. This league is no exception. Our last-place punishment is that the team that comes in last place gets named by whoever comes in first. So for the past two seasons, I have not had the liberty of naming my own team. And honestly, it was a blessing. Last year, the guy who won the league named me the Mr. D wannabes. Shout out Mr. Doyle. He named me the Mr. D wannabes. Uh, It was a dig at me for wanting to be him. Also, I guess kind of a dig at himself. Uh, So not really sure where he was going with that. But that was my name for all of last year. Uh, That's actually why I came in last place. I'm going to blame it on him. Came in last place again. And my name this year was even worse. Uh, this one, this one has a story behind it. So late August, uh, right before I left for school, you know, I had my doctor's appointment and we were sitting at the family dinner table, all five of us, me, my brothers, my parents, and I'm talking, saying I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. And, you know, boys, teenage boys, all boys, all men know how doctor's appointments go when you're in your teens, you know, the, the doctor kind of violates you a little and that's just how it is. All right. The doctor goes down, touches a place, you know, whatever. 
I'm talking about it at dinner and my brother brings up a hypothetical situation. He says, well, what if, what if he does this? And my answer right back, no, no thought. I'm going to punch him in the face. And out of all the mean things my brother has ever said to me in my life, I've been brothers with this kid for 18 years. And, and we go back and forth all the time. He said so many mean things. He said the meanest thing to me in that very moment. He said he would kick your ass. And I, I just couldn't believe it. My doctor, uh, Dr. I'm going to bleep his name out. So every time I say his name, it's going to be bleeped out. Every time I say Dr. You're going to hear that bleep. Uh, Dr. Is a 60 year old frail doctor. Uh, I think, I think maybe he was a pediatrician is a pediatrician. I'm not sure. Whatever. The point is, there's zero chance in the world that this man could ever beat me in a fight. I'm not even saying that because I'm a good fighter. It's just, it's an insult to even think that could be possible. Uh, so this happened in August. So right before the fantasy draft, the guy who won the league last year reached out to my brothers and said, hey, what should I name Will's team? And of course, they answered, Dr. could kick my ass. So for the entire season, the entire fantasy football season, my team name has been Dr. Could Kick My Ass. And honestly, guys, joke's on them because that's the name that's going to be on the trophy. We have a Lil Vince trophy, a Lil Vince Lombardi trophy with a base that has engravements from every single year of who won, what their team name was, and the year that they won. And this year, it's going to say Dr. Could Kick My Ass, Will Price, 2020 worst to first and they're all just gonna have to live with it all right because this year has been so good to me that there's no way i lose either championship next week my other league an even better story all right guys this one's a little more serious this isn't a worst to first situation i'm usually a contender in this league i've never won i've never even made it to the championship it's a league with my friends i'm usually pretty good but I have a pretty good story about the draft this year. So my friend, Brendan, Brendo, shout out to you if you're listening to this. Uh, he's the commissioner of the league and the draft is usually at his house. So he's trying to put the draft together, trying to schedule everything. And the night we had it set for, uh, his dog, Murphy, Murphy Myers, went into the hospital the night before. Uh, whatever, the doggy hospital went in and they weren't sure he was going to make it out. Uh, they thought maybe they were going to have to put him down. He was a 14-year-old uh, black lab, maybe chocolate lab, sorry, I'm not sure. And he wasn't in good health for the last few years of his life. And they thought they were going to have to put him down. We were thinking, uh, maybe do we just do the draft online? We don't want to be over Brendan's house, you know, the day his dog died, whatever. We well, guess what? Murph made it through, and Murph was at the draft. Uh, we kept it for that day. They, they brought him home. They said, as long as he stays in this current health condition, He's going to be all right. He can, he can live a few, few more months or whatever. We're not going to put him down just yet. So on draft night, I looked at everyone and I made a statement. I said, I am dedicating my entire season to Murphy Myers. This year is for him, no matter what happens. It's for him. I named my team the Murphy Murph Dogs. And I hate to say it, but uh, around week 10 of the fantasy football season, uh, Murphy did pass away. And now we fast forward to here and my seven, five and one Murphy Murph dogs have clawed their way to a championship. All right. I had a very up and down season. I was probably fifth or sixth in points four in the league. 
somehow I had a tie. You know, the the bench points was supposed to be the tiebreaker. Turns out we tied in that too. So we had a full-on tie. I finished seven, five, and one, clinched first place somehow, had the first round bye, made it to the championship. And I just don't see how I lose. Uh, I actually made a statement uh, once Murphy did pass away that if I win this league, I will be putting all my winnings towards a trophy in his name. Um, everyone else in the league said, you know, whoever wins will will make a trophy next year no matter what. But I said, no, if I win, I'm putting my winnings towards a trophy in Murph's name. Uh, it's actually an urn. We already found one online. We're not going to put his ashes in it, but we have we have an urn that we're going to get. If I win, I'm paying for it out of my prize. If someone else wins, we'll get it before the draft next year. And it's going to say the Murph in loving memory of Murphy Myers, the bestest boy. He, he really he really was a great dog, and I'm doing this for him. I'm in the championship for him. And I just don't see how I lose, guys. I don't see how I lose either championship. Both leagues, things have just been going right for me all year. I lead both leagues in trades. Some of them great ones, some of them bad ones. It hasn't really mattered, all right? My team just has that much heart and that much passion that it doesn't matter who we go up against. We're just going to score more points. And that's that's what I've been doing all year. Uh, and that's just how it goes. Uh, my big league, it's an auction-style draft. Uh, I came out of the draft absolutely hating my team. I had Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, and Dre Swift. All right, those are the only four players that I spent more than $1 on. If anyone knows anything about auction-style drafts, they're kind of fun. You get $200 to spend the entire night on your team. Uh, good players go for around $70, 60 high 60s. And then like the medium players kind of in the 40s, quarterbacks go like in the 20s. It's really fun. I spent all my money on four players. The rest of the guys I got for $1. I didn't like my team. I pulled trigger on a preseason trade, Saquon Barkley and Brandon Ayuk for Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott, and Evan Ingram. And it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Ended up moving uh, Ezekiel Elliott for Alvin Kamara. I, I just I made a lot of moves for the season that helped me. I bought low on guys, sold high on guys. I just don't see how I lose these championships, guys. I'm going to update you on that next week. We do have some other stuff to get into. Might as well start off with some real-time NFL football. Guys, this weekend was great. And the biggest reason this weekend was so great was because we had two full days of NFL football. Maybe not full. We had two days of NFL football. Saturday football is the best thing in the world. I'm not a huge college football guy. I am going to dive into that a little bit in this episode, but come on, Saturday NFL football is the best. Next weekend, we're actually lucky enough, we're going to get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday NFL football. That's going to be unreal, all right? Uh, we'll talk about this week a little bit. There was some really good games. Uh, Saturday, not so much. I actually went to bed at halftime of that Green Bay game. As I mentioned earlier, Aaron Rodgers is my fantasy football quarterback. Uh, he had 17 points when I went to bed. It was like 9.30. I was tired. He had 17 points when I went to bed because I went to bed so early, woke up in the middle of the night, went on my phone, checked it. He finished with 19. Not sure what that really means. Not really sure what happened with the Packers during the second half of that game. 
Uh, obviously, I was asleep, so I can't talk about it too much. But with that being said, are the Packers in trouble? I don't know. I don't really like any other teams in the NFC except the Packers this year. I think the AFC is completely loaded compared to them. Uh, we did get to see the Chiefs get another big, another important win versus the Saints. I guess the Saints are the next best team in the NFC. I don't know who's beaten the Chiefs, though. The AFC, as I said, is loaded. I, I just don't think they have anyone that can beat the Chiefs. We did see the Bills absolutely dominate the Broncos this weekend. It, it was a good slate. It was a good slate of games. There were some blowouts. There were some one-score games. There wasn't that many majorly important games. Uh, obviously, the Seahawks clinched with a good win. Good for them. But next weekend is just going to be so much better, guys. Next weekend, we have Friday. We have Christmas football. First of all, I love Christmas so much. I'm wearing an ugly sweater right now while I'm recording. Uh, you guys don't know that because this is a podcast, but follow me on at Price is Right Pod on Instagram, and you'll see it in the clips I post throughout the week. I am wearing an ugly sweater. It's a good one. It's got like a, I won't spoil it for you guys. Check out the Instagram. It'll be on there. It's a good sweater. But next week, we have an incredible amount of football. We got Friday football, Saints versus the Vikings. We got Saturday football, Tampa Bay versus Detroit, San Fran versus Arizona, and Miami versus Las Vegas. Uh, just one thing to point out, that San Francisco versus Arizona game is a home game for both teams. Uh, San Fran is playing in Arizona Stadium. They have been for the past few weeks. So that's a home game for both teams. Kind of cool. Uh, I know there is some NFC East implications. Uh, my birds, the Eagles. Definitely need to get a win versus Dallas. And then I think they need Washington to lose to Carolina this weekend. That game is in Washington, which could be a problem. Hopefully, Carolina gets it done. Hopefully, two-glove Teddy gets it done. Hopefully, Robbie Anderson gets it done. That's my guy. He's on my fantasy team. Obviously, I'll be watching that game closely. Uh, the Chiefs play the Falcons. Expect the Falcons to be up and blow a lead in that one. Jets play the Browns. Honestly, guys, I, I posted something on Instagram about this. That win that the Jets had this weekend could have been the worst win any franchise has ever had. They basically screwed themselves. All right, They screwed themselves out of Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars hold the tiebreaker, which is strength of schedule. They play Chicago up next. Then they play the Ravens. No, they, they lost to the Ravens this weekend. They play Chicago in Week 16. And they play the Colts in week 17. And, and you just know they're going to lose both those games. So assuming both teams lose out, Jaguars will get the first pick. They will take Trevor Lawrence. And the rest will be history. Like, I don't know what the Jets were thinking. Uh, obviously, Frank Gore did not want to lose 16 games in his last season. And Sam Darnold also did not want to be replaced. If you watch the end of that game last weekend, you did see those were the two guys trying significantly harder than everyone else on the field. I think that had something to do with it. Speaking of Sam Darnold, there's going to be so many quarterbacks moving this offseason. As I mentioned, Jaguars are probably going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Minshew will be a good career backup. I, I like him being uh, Trevor Lawrence's backup. I think that would be good. But then what happens with the Jets? The Jets could either take a quarterback at two. They could get rid of Sam Darnold. I think this is something I've been saying for a while. I think Sam Darnold would make a great 
uh, like Pittsburgh Steelers backup. Like he backs up Ben Roethlisberger for the last two years of his career. And then they have their replacement. At that point, he's a veteran. He learned on the Roethlisberger. Will be good in their system. I just think that's a great fit. We saw Jalen Hurts had another great game last weekend. Carson Wentz wasn't too happy about it. He did come out on Twitter the night before the game saying, if I'm a bench player, I would like to be traded. And then Jalen Hurts has a performance like that. And it's like, there you go, Carson. You pretty much had your trade request. A uh, couple of good teams I think Carson could end up with. The Indianapolis Colts, the Chicago Bears, and the Denver Broncos. I do not want him going anywhere near the Denver Broncos or anywhere near the Chicago Bears. Those are just three teams that I don't think are interested in drafting a quarterback. So they're looking for those Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, those type of guys. I Listen, I love Carson Wentz. Every Eagles fan loves Carson Wentz. But it might be time to move on. It might be time to accept Jalen Hurts, accept his role here in Philly. He's looked good so far. And Carson didn't look good earlier in the season. And it sucks. But as I was saying, I love Carson Wentz. And I do not trust him to be on any team that doesn't have a good offensive line. Because if he doesn't have a good offensive line, that team is just going to make him look bad. All right. So if he is not going to the Colts, the Browns, or the Chiefs, then I don't want him leaving. All right. And healthy Eagles line is better than any other NFL line besides those three. And obviously, guys, the Browns and the Chiefs have their franchise quarterbacks. They will not be needing Carson Wentz. So I think the Colts are a perfect fit for him. Phillip Rivers, I don't know. Is this his last year? Is he just bad at football? They're obviously looking for somebody. Frank Reich, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl, has a great relationship with Carson. He's the head coach in Indy now. It's just, it's a match made in heaven. Carson Wentz, Super Bowl MVP against the Eagles in like two years. I'm just going to put that out in the universe now. So we can pull up the clip. This podcast will be huge by then. Uh, Carson will be huge by then. Jalen Hurts will be huge by then. I'm just going to put that out there now. We'll dig up this clip. Everyone will be like, oh my God, he called it. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, some other games next weekend. Seattle plays the Rams. The Rams obviously had that terrible loss versus the Jets. So now this game becomes majorly important. Uh, Seattle is looking to clinch. They did clinch playoffs. I think they're looking to get the first seed which doesn't seem possible because the Packers have it locked up pretty much it's just great football is great right now we have Friday Saturday Sunday and Monday football this week I'm so excited uh at Price is Right pod on Instagram we'll be posting clips on my story we'll be posting pictures on Instagram all things football I love football so much I cannot wait for the playoffs it's going to be a great year Chiefs are probably going to take home another Super Bowl, but we're not going to talk about that because right now we're going to talk about NBA basketball. Obviously, last week's episode, my first episode, was all about basketball. I did an entire segment on NBA predictions. Uh, it's not too late to go listen to that if you haven't. Um, I said, submit your predictions to me. A couple people said they were going to. Not many people actually did, so... I'll give everyone to the end of the week. If you want to submit your predictions to me, uh, I'll save them. I'll hide them. We'll pull them up at the end of the year. And then, you know, I'll shout out anyone who gets things right. And I'll have a prize, whoever gets the most right. 
But since I did that episode, a lot has happened in the league. Obviously, the first two games are tonight. Uh, We have Golden State playing against Brooklyn, two good teams, and then the L.A. matchup of the century, Clippers versus Lakers. First game of the regular season, please, 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 no one think too much about any of this stuff. Uh, I think all 30 teams play either tonight or tomorrow night. Please, no one overreact about any of this stuff, all right? It's the first game. I know my Sixers uh, have come out certain years, uh, Michael Carter-Williams year, (laughs) and looked really good the first few games. And then it it just doesn't end up being the season you think it's going to be. So take these games with a grain of salt. You really won't know how good teams are until the end of January, uh, that kind of time frame. And then then we'll see the true contenders, all right? Uh, I already discussed everyone who I think is going to be good. I will go over the NBA Christmas slate, though. This is the entire reason that the NBA started December 22nd. During the offseason, there was a big, uh, the players versus the league on when they should start. The players wanted to start in January. The league wanted to start in December. And that was because of Christmas, all right? The NBA has completely made Christmas their holiday. And I'm here for it. I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball. It's my number one sport. And I am absolutely here for it. All right. I've made it a Christmas tradition upon myself uh, since probably 2013 or 14. Not sure exactly what year it was. I would stay up late every single Christmas night and watch the LA Clippers game. Uh, I was a Clippers fan. I still kind of am a Clippers fan. As you can see, I do have a Blake Griffin jersey behind me. Uh, You've probably seen it on the Instagram, seen it in the clips. I was a big Lob City Clippers guy. And that was the one night a year my mom would let me stay up real late, watch the game till one o'clock in the morning. It's just, it's always been a tradition of mine. I love Christmas basketball. The slate is always awesome. And this year's is really good too. Uh, They start us off with Miami versus New Orleans. I think New Orleans is probably the least deserving team in this entire slate. I would have really liked that to actually be the Sixers. Uh, Sixers versus Miami would have been a good matchup. Whatever, that that's a pretty good game. Golden State versus Milwaukee. I'm hoping Golden State is as good as we want them to be. If they are, that'll probably be a pretty good game too. Uh, Brooklyn versus Boston. Of course, everyone's going to drool over this one. This is two big-time Eastern Conference teams playing against each other. Obviously, Kemba won't be playing, so we'll see what that game leads to. And then we got my big one. We got the Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And guys, I'm telling you right now, that's going to be the start of the Mavericks year. They do play on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they play Phoenix on Wednesday. But Friday on Christmas is going to be the start of the year of the Dallas Mavericks. All right. They're going to beat the Lakers on Christmas at 8 p.m going to be a huge deal everyone's eyes are going to be on it media is going to love it so much their beloved lakers are going to get chopped down by this new team they're going to hop right on the mavericks they're going to be all over the instagram i just called it the instagram i sound so old they're going to be all over instagram they're going to be all over twitter everyone is going to love the mavericks just like i do this year and then of course the nightcap we do have that every year clippers game this year it is against the denver nuggets Honestly, that should be a pretty good game. I know it gave the Nuggets a lot of trash. I don't think they're going to be as good this year, like I said. But 
beginning of the season. They do have a lot of the same pieces last year, even though they lost pieces. It should be a good game. Since last week's episode, there has been a lot that has happened in the NBA, though. Uh, I think this is like the last week or so that rookies from the 2017, maybe 18 draft class are allowed to sign the rookie extensions. And today, I'm recording this on Monday, my bad. On Monday, there was some crazy signings, all right? I, as a Sixers fan, I have to admit something. Markel Foltz is my oldest son. Uh, I did I did love him like a son. I was a huge, huge, huge Markel Foltz supporter. Uh, I'll pretty much ride it to the grave. I do still think he has an NBA career, but I don't think it's worth three years, $50 million extension. I'm not really sure what the Mavericks were going for there. Uh, kind of crazy. Marco Fultz is with Rock Nation Sports. Uh, that's like the Jay-Z agency. And they need to give themselves a huge pat on the back because they're absolutely stealing money from the Magic. Uh, Magic signed Jonathan Isaac also to a four-year, $80 million extension, which I guess Isaac is a better player than Marco Fultz, but that is still a whole lot of money for an NBA team that is not that good to just be giving away. Uh, I do have a funny story about Jonathan Isaac. He is a preacher. Uh, I'm not sure what religion he is. I think he's Christian and he's a preacher. And a few years ago, he was set to preach his first sermon and he invited the entire Orlando Magic team to the sermon. He said, guys, like, I really want you to be here. This is a really big moment for me. This is my first sermon. I'd love it if you guys came and not a single teammate showed up. Like, how sad is that? Jonathan Isaac, if I was on the Magic, I would have went. That's so sad. I can't believe that happened. I'm sorry it happened. Now you have to be on the same team as these guys for four more years. Like, it it sucks. Feels bad for Jonathan Isaac. Glad he got a payday. He'll need it. Uh, he can just pay people to go to his sermons now. Uh, there was a few other questionable signings. Uh, Luke Kennard is getting paid $64 million over the next four years. I actually really liked the Luke Kennard trade for the Clippers, but then they signed him that extension, and that seems like a whole lot of money. Uh, I don't think there could have been a worse extension than the five-year, $205 million extension that the Jazz signed Rudy Gobert to. I talked so much crap on Rudy Gobert last week. He did give the entire league coronavirus, so he is a terrible human being, but that's that's too much money, man. That's like, I, I know I was just mean to you last week, but I have to be mean to you again. That is way too much money for someone that can only play defense. It, it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, the last bad signing that has happened in the past week, of course, probably the biggest meme out of all the players I've named so far, Kyle Kuzma is getting paid $40 million over the next three years. LeBron, I, I don't know if he had to do with this one. I think maybe uh, Palenka or whoever the management is over in LA said, hey, LeBron, uh, you won us a championship. We did everything you wanted to. Let us just do one thing without your permission. And he was like, fine, just don't make it too bad. And then they re-signed Kuzma to a three-year, $40 million deal. And LeBron said, what are you guys doing? And that's just, in my mind, that's how that conversation went between them. I don't think LeBron's probably too happy about this. 
good news is he will be leaving to team up with Bronny in a few years. That's how he restructured his contract. I, I, I want to talk about that for a sec. So LeBron so obviously restructured his contract to team up with Bronny to whatever team Bronny gets drafted to, right? And that's three, four years down the line. He literally came out and said, like, I'd love to play with my son. That's kind of why I restructured this contract. So does that mean that Bronny's draft stock goes up? Like, do you draft him at the number one pick just because you're getting him and his dad? Because you got you to gotta think LeBron James is still a very, very good basketball player in three or four years. Like, he might not be in his prime anymore, but he's so good that by then he'll still be a great basketball player. You know you're going to get him if you pick Bronny. Why not just reach on Bronny? I, I don't know. The Thunder will have 13 first-round draft picks by, by then. I, I think they'll have pretty much half of the first-round draft picks that year. So maybe they'll just take Bronny. They'll get LeBron. It'll, it'll... Look, you're almost guaranteeing two players on your team if you, if you draft Bronny. So I don't see why a team doesn't reach on him. However, I do know these next two draft classes are super, super legit. Uh, two years from now is the super draft. It's the first year that high school players are going to be able to be drafted out of high school. Uh, the NBA has been talking a while that they're going to change the rule. They haven't really done it yet, but it is coming. Get ready for that. There's going to be Amani Bates, legit high school player. Uh, Jalen Dern went to my school. I managed the basketball team for them. It's going to be a great draft, all right? But next year, the draft I want to talk about is so good, guys. It's an absolutely stacked class. There's so many good freshmen, so many good upperclassmen. There's a few international guys that could end up being studs. It's it's an absolutely stacked class, all right? I've been watching more college basketball this year than I ever have in my entire life, and I cannot wait for next year's draft. Kay Cunningham is the truth. Putting it in the universe now, all right? He's going to be the number one pick. I, I don't see anyone get jumping over him. Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga is also legit. I don't know if anyone had a chance to watch the Gonzaga game on Saturday. Gonzaga played against Iowa. Uh, they took him down. Iowa obviously has Luca Garza, one of the best players in the country. And G Gonzaga just looks unbeatable. I don't really see them losing a game until March or whenever... Uh, the tournament's going to be. It might not be in March this year. We'll see what happens. I, I don't see them losing a the game. I could even see them going undefeated through the tournament. They're just an incredible team. They don't have many weaknesses. But as I said, Jalen Suggs, a stud. Kay Cunningham, a stud. Jalen Green is playing in the G League. Also, Jonathan Kaminja. Both of those guys were number one in their draft classes. Kaminja reclassed up. Both of them went the G League route. This is going to be interesting. This. We got to see where these guys get drafted. I actually really disagree with this. I, I I don't blame the players for it. I don't blame them going G League. I guess it's a good alternative for them or whatever. But I don't like that they're all on the same team. I think, you know, if these guys are going to be stars, if they're going to be franchise-leading players, I'd like to see them on different teams. I'd like to see them try to lead, you know, different G League organizations to wins. If they're on the same team, it's just it's just an all-star game for them. They're never going to actually have to show who they are. So I think both of those guys will get drafted high. There is a bunch of other freshmen. 
You got Evan Mobley from USC. He was number one in that class for a while. He's not that great. He is one of the only big men from that from this uh, draft class, though. Zaire Williams from Stanford. He's been absolutely carrying them all year. Uh, BJ Boston, he's one of the guys I saw play. He's insane, guys. Uh, Kentucky actually sucks this year, so it's not like you're really seeing too much from him yet, but he is so good. I do want to talk about Kentucky for a second, though. Uh, they had a big, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a scandal. It was just a big mishap uh, within their team over the weekend. They got a young guy, Cam Fletcher. Uh, I'm going to pull up the tweet now from Calipari. He pretty much got kicked off the team. All right. Cam Fletcher, uh, we played against him my senior year of high school. He's good. All right. He, he went to Vashon. He is 6'7", uh, McDonald's All-American, dunker, uh, complete total athlete. Uh, this is the tweet from Calipari. He said, we've asked Cam Fletcher to take some time and step away from the team. He needs to reflect and do some soul searching to get his priorities in order. Any attitude or actions that are detrimental to this team will not be tolerated. And that goes for everyone on the team. And it's a whole thread. So he goes, we have a culture that has been built over the last 11 years, and it will not change. Through good times and bad, this culture is meant to change individuals and change maturity levels. This hurts our team, but this is about Cam and his future. I talked to Cam and his mother, and they know I care about him and love him. But they also understand that there are changes that need to be made. It's his job to decide whether he can perform within this culture, both on and off the court. So just a little uh, update, a little recap on what happened. Cam Fletcher, obviously five-star recruit, went to Kentucky, wasn't getting minutes. All right, He was on the bench at the end of a loss this week, loss versus UNC. Obviously, that's a big game, and he just had an outburst. He started crying. He started throwing a fit. Uh, they had like coaches holding a towel over his face so that no one could see that he was crying. It was just really immature. But at it's times like these people just got to remember he is a kid. He is 19 years old. Um, so whether or not it was immature, I don't know. Kicking him off the team like that or whatever Calipari did seems a little extreme. But it's just a lot of these five-star recruits, a lot of these guys think that, you know, they're shh, I almost, almost said a bad word. They think their poop don't stink, all right? They think they're just the greatest thing to ever walk the earth. And I think that's kind of what was going on with Cam Fletcher. Uh, Kentucky, guys, Kentucky might be an NIT team this year. They might miss the tournament. There's just way too many good teams in college basketball this year that I don't think Kentucky's going to make the tournament. And that's scary to see because we're used to seeing Kentucky in the tournament. We're not used to seeing them outside looking in. That being said, they probably will win the NIT tournament, which is pretty much like the playoffs for the teams that didn't make the actual tournament. Uh, speaking of NCAA and their playoffs, uh, I'm just going to do a quick segment on college football. Uh, I'm not a big college football guy. Hand in the air, got to admit it. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. I don't love college football. I don't watch it that much. But I was paying attention to who's going to get in this year. Uh, I did watch a little more than I usually do because I do like to see who the recruits are, especially when the Eagles have a good pick. Um, it was weird. I don't know. Obviously, Ohio State, Big Ten, season started late. They didn't really get 
enough games, but the committee didn't want to keep him out. They felt like they had to keep him in. We, we got an interesting outcome, right? The, the four teams that made it, Alabama, the one seed, Clemson, the two seed, Ohio State, the three seed, and Notre Dame, the four seed. Um, Clemson absolutely dominated Notre Dame in the, in the ACC championship. That was like utter domination. I did catch some of that game on Saturday. It wasn't pretty to watch. Notre Dame was a pretty good team all year. They beat Clemson uh, without Trevor Lawrence when Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence. They beat them. So people thought, oh, maybe they're a good team. They're really not. All right. Uh, I don't know what the line for this Alabama game is going to be. But if I was a betting man, I would definitely take Alabama against whatever the spread is. They're going to blow Notre Dame out of the water. hate to say it. Kafel, if you're listening to this, I got a buddy Kafel goes to Notre Dame. Sorry, dude. You, you guys are going to get, you guys are going to get effed on. It, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, Clemson versus Ohio State, though, probably will be a better game. Uh, one of the only college football games I watched all season was on Halloween. Ohio State versus Penn State. I was up at Penn State at the time, had a blast. Ohio State's good. Justin Fields is really good. This is the battle of the number one and the number two pick uh, between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be a good game. All right. Uh, Clemson will probably win. I do think Clemson is the second best team in the country. So we'll get another year of Alabama versus Clemson. The only thing I wanted to bring up, the whole reason I wanted to talk about college football right now is just to get my word out that I think it needs to be an 18 playoff. As someone who doesn't love college football and doesn't watch it that often, I can say, I will say, that I would watch it more if it was an 18 playoff. Uh, I would pay more attention to like, oh, who's on the bubble, who's in, who's out. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the season, really, it just, it depends on what the committee's thinking. It depends what kind of mood these 50, 60-year-old guys wake up in and decide, oh, we're going to let this one lost team in instead of this one lost team. It makes no sense, all right? And then you get the undefeated teams from the no-name conferences that like, oh, we got screwed. So you let one of them in too. You, you make an 18 playoff. You let one of them in. You let them get absolutely shit on by Al. Oh, I cursed. Sorry, Aunt Terry. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, whoever's listening to this. You let them get pooped on by Alabama. They'll never complain again. Those teams won't make it that often. But these one-loss teams, these Floridas, these Texas A&Ms, Florida had two losses, but the Texas A&Ms of the world, those types of teams, they'll be happy. They'll get in. You could even do a 10-team playoff and get the first and second round team, the first and second seed teams a bye. I think that would probably make the most sense, uh, thinking at it from like a ranking standpoint. That way you don't have to see Alabama absolutely slaughter a team. Obviously, whoever the third seed is, is probably going to slaughter that team too. But it just makes more sense. I vote, this podcast votes, 18 playoffs starting next year. I think if Alabama does manhandle Notre Dame this year, I think the committee will kind of lean towards an 18 playoff next year. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. I don't really know much about college football. So let's talk about something I do know. Something I do know is golf, all right? I'm a golf guy. Not sure who knows that about me. I love golf. I golfed in high school. I've been golf my whole life. But I haven't been golfing since I was 11. Charlie Woods is 11 years old. 
and he is so much better than me. I'm a member at a country club. Uh, I'm pretty good. I got a 12 handicap right now. This kid is an absolute stick. He would beat me by 15 strokes, probably more, if I played him in golf. All right. I tried posting a couple of videos on Instagram for you guys. Uh, unfortunately, Instagram blocked them and said that I did not own the content. They said uh, the PGA has a copyright on all PGA owned content. Screw the PGA for that. That is the softest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, I even tried like adding them saying this video is owned by the PGA. Nope, they don't care. Still blocked it. Wouldn't let me post any videos. That's messed up. Uh, but I do have videos of Charlie Woods. I'll post them on my story. Maybe that'll work. This kid's ridiculous. There, there's a few videos of him. One of them, he was, he was like 215 yards out. Takes a five wood. Absolutely sticks it to four feet. The kid made his first ever eagle on national television. That is absolutely ridiculous. Actually, no, he might not have been on television because my whole stick with that tournament this weekend, no one cares about golf. You guys are probably going to skip this part of the show. My whole stick with the, that tournament this weekend, Tiger and Charlie playing all weekend, but none of them were on TV. They were showing all these other players and they weren't showing Charlie and Tiger. Charlie and Tiger teed off at 940 on Sunday. The coverage didn't start until three o'clock. So I'm on Twitter like a crazy guy, like looking like Charlie Woods. And I, I mean, I just feel weird typing in an 11 year old's name like that. I wish the best for this kid. I hope he has a long, rich golf career. Hopefully it doesn't get ruined by the, you know, the fame and the media that he's getting at such a young age. I, he's just a stick. Uh, you guys might not understand golf the way I do. I'm a big golf guy. Love golf. Charlie Woods is an absolute animal. He is going to be around for a really long time. Everyone's going to know his name. That's it. I'm, uh, I'm done with the golf talk. I, ho I hope you guys didn't mind it too much. In fact, I'm actually done with the entire show. A uh, little shorter than last week. Uh, it's mostly because I didn't have an interview. I was planning on having an interview this weekend. I do have an interview set up for next weekend. That is a promise. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, I will spoil some of it. Uh, old friend of mine, Andrew Caricelli, is coming on the show, and we're going to be talking sports cards. And that sounds, oh, sports cards, that's weird. No, sports cards are sick. There is a lot of money in sports cards. This kid is making so much money selling sports cards, opening sports cards packs. It's awesome. Uh, I go on his TikTok. I watch his TikTok lives. That's probably what I'm going to do as soon as I'm done recording this episode. It's so mesmerizing to just watch someone open sports cards. So I'm going to have him on. We might open up some packs. We're going to talk sports cards, talk some football, talk some basketball maybe. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I do want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Uh, I got a lot of positive feedback from that first episode. Thank you all so much for listening to that. Thank you for listening to episode number two. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Price is Right Pod. Love you guys so much. Peace.